please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and it is Christmas Day for those of you who are listening right here, right now, on the day of release. This is episode 181, and it is indeed Christmas Day 2023. Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas, and if you're not a Christmas celebrator, happy holidays, and I hope you're having a great day. Hopefully, at least you got the day off, and if not, um, I, I just send you all my wishes for when you do get a day off to enjoy your time off <laughs> with friends and family. And I'm going to enjoy some time off today with my friends and family. Well, one in particular member of the monorail family is joining me as the other has abandoned me on Christmas day, but there is one who's here for me and has always got my back. And that is of course the one they call Steffers. Steffers, welcome to the monorail. Hello, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night, even though it's probably not night when you're listening to this, but like still have a good night because that's the gimmick. Yeah. I gotta, since Landon's not here, I gotta, I gotta do the gimmick thing. Like, <laughs> I believe in us. I really do. I think we can get it done today. I believe in us too. You know, people could be listening to this at all hours of the day. And when you really want to like break it down, they could be listening to us like 10 years in the future. So if that's the case, hello from the past. I hope you're enjoying Hello. your uh, teleportation guns. I, I also hope that uh, the future is brighter than it seems right now because, whoo, man, we still haven't gotten those flying cars. I know. And I'm disappointed. <laughs> All I wanted was a hoverboard. That's it. That's the only thing I wanted. But like an actual hoverboard? Yeah. Like Back to the Future a style. Back to the Future Not one. like these weird one-wheeled things that no. I don't know how to balance on. Not those. So funny to me, though, because I see people... Usually men about my age or maybe a little younger that look very serious riding those things down the sidewalk. And I'm just thinking, you look like such a goober. I mean, you can't be going you can't be going to a business meeting riding on one of those things. But sometimes people look like that's exactly where they're headed. And that is very funny to me. We're not going to yuck anyone's yum. It's the holiday season. And if they want to ride into the sunset on their fake hoverboard, then we'll let them. Okay, fine. Or something like that. Well, I don't, I don't know. But yes, for me, I wanted the real thing from uh, the real quote unquote thing from Back to the Future. Um, not necessarily the pit bull because I don't need to go over water, but that you know, just that the pink one that Marty McFly had. I would take that. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. It would still be really cool if you could go over water. I'm just saying. Yeah, it just it, it would, saying. but having those rockets on the back of my hoverboard would would probably be a pretty dangerous proposition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a middle-aged uh, that's, man, that's Steffers. Fair. I don't need to break a hip. I'm sure your hip is already sort of broken, so it's okay. <laughs> that's true. In in some ways, I think you're probably right. But neither here nor there. That is neither here nor there. We are here 
today on the monorail to do as we typically do. We're going to talk some Walt Disney World and Central Florida theme park news. And then in the second segment today, we are going to interact with the monorail family. We put a question out last week and you got back to us. You sounded off as you always do, monorail fam. You are the best. And we're going to answer the question as well. And of course, that question was going into 2024, what are some changes that you'd like to see in the parks? And I think I might have phrased it as rule rule changes, but it's just any kind of change that you might want to see that would improve the guest experience, whether that be at Walt Disney World, Universal, SeaWorld, Tampa, Bush Gardens, whatever it is. Um, so we got some responses and we'll have some of our own, but that's coming up later. For now, let's jump into the headlines. <laughs> Yes, that's right. We've got the headlines from the Central Florida theme parks, and we will bring them to you the only way we know how, with our savage wit and supreme intellect. (laughs) Savage wit and supreme intellect. I am coining that term for the rest of all time. Okay. And that's how we roll on the monorail. So... Setting up the conversation topic that we're going to get to in the second segment, I wanted to start off with this article from allears.net. And the headline is seven, seven, count them seven changes happening in January in Disney World. So if you were paying attention to the news as it came out last week, there are a couple of things that popped up that are going to impact the day-to-day guest experience in the Walt Disney World theme park starting in January. We actually talked about them in a in a small way on the Passholder Lounge live episode this past week. If you didn't catch that, it's on YouTube, the Passholder Lounge. Go check it out. But we're going to get into it a little more today. And the first change is that as of January 9th, park hopping is going to go back to normal. Well, what does that mean? Ooh. That means that on any given day you can park hop it doesn't have to be after 2 p.m as long as you got a park hopper ticket or an annual pass you can go into a park at 9 a.m and say you know what i didn't want to go to hollywood studios i wanted to go to epcot today and then just immediately go over to epcot and and just park hop to till your heart is content and full that's exciting this is big stuff i'm excited um mostly because to hop like i like to like start at one park get lunch at another park and um, this after two business is a little too late for for this hungry tummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially you know, if you're just doing two parks in a day, uh, two p.m. may be reasonable depending on how you're doing your hopping. But yeah, if you're gonna do three or should I even say Oof. it four? Three was rough. <laughs> three was rough with the after two p.m. It was like I had to have a plan of attack. Yeah, and soon there was there was no room for error. Yeah. I think the biggest advantage this gives you, though, is like people who are coming into town and they're doing the park hopping thing. And maybe there's something, say, they missed at Magic Kingdom that they didn't get to do on their Magic Kingdom day. They can go in, get that thing done and then, you know, head out by 10 o'clock and head on to the next park, wherever that may be. It really does give you the flexibility that you're looking for um, on your Disney vacation. So this is this is great news. Very, very exciting. The next. Piece. I'm so excited. Sorry. Yeah. And we're going to keep it going. The next piece of excitement mm-hmm. is that the, the Park Pass reservation system is going to be changing. So starting January 9th as well, 
the Park Pass reservation system will no longer be required for those with date-based park tickets. So basically, this means anybody who has a non-annual pass admission to the parks, you're not going to need Park Pass reservations anymore. So you can basically, if you've got a ticket, you can wake up and decide where you want to go that morning. As long as you've got access to that park, you can go wherever you want. It's good news. I also want to say, great, love that. Um, during the Passholder Lounge as well, you did a great little breakdown of the good-to-go days. Oh, thanks. So maybe go back and listen to that part um, because it was a good like explanation for those who are like, huh? Yeah, I tr- it is confusing. And I know it's like threw a lot of people off what exactly is a good to go day. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more because I do have that on my list of articles today. But yeah. we maybe maybe we don't go as in depth and that'll entice people to go check out the Passholder Lounge. That's a, that's a good plug, um, Steffers. I, I listen, I try to plug. I try to plug where I can. Um, I'm actually really excited about this next thing. Yeah. Even though I've never partaken, but I've always heard great things. Uh, the Disney dining plan mm-hmm. is coming back. Well, January 9th apparently is the magic day yeah, for all is. of these things. <laughs> um, the offering will be back with a few changes, most notably the types of plans returning. The standard dining plan and the quick service dining plan are coming back. Prices have increased for the adults. And Disney recently revealed that credits will come with a few new rules. I don't like rules. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I don't like rules. I'm sorry. Uninstall. As if the Disney vacation wasn't confusing enough. They just, it feels like they have to always pile on rules and like caveats to like everything that's going on in the parks. And of course the dining plan will be no different. I think one of the things is the way that the credits are distributed or how you can redeem the credits. And don't quote me on this. I'm sure there'll be like a whole breakdown coming uh, in the new year. But I think when people used to do like and split a snack or something or you could like upgrade, use two snack credits or something like I think that part's going away. Don't Mm. quote me. We'll break it down when the official news comes out. But I think that that was the inkling I was gathering. But I'm still interested to see if this will be worth the money like it used to be, because Mm. I feel like a lot of families were able to get a lot of bang for their buck. Yeah. With the dining plans. There are people that swear by the dining plan. And then mm-hmm. there's there's others who say that you just can't get your money's worth because it is expensive. But if you do it right and if you plan your days out, I mean, if you're a person who plans out like what park you're going to be in and what meals you're going to have every single day, you can probably make a strategy to really get the bang for your buck with the dining plan. The, the issue is if you miss a meal or you don't use all your credits, then that's you really almost immediately start losing money. So agreed. Yeah. You know, but where I think that hurt people a lot was with the deluxe dining plan, because that was like three table service meals every day. <laughs> and that's too much food. At a, I like two. Yeah, two's two's. I think right. I've also started to embrace the quick service. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think two's OK. Not every day, though, because I mean, especially with the dining plan, I think you get like with that deluxe dining plan, you would get an appetizer, an entree and a dessert and your drink. Oh, like it's appetizer and dessert. I think so. Yeah, I think that's that's, too much. Yeah. And so and you can't share stuff. You know, it's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. So I think one to two. Well, I am too, but my stomach is only so big. That's too much. Yeah. (laughs) 
Ugh. Yeah. I think one to two table service meals a day is at most is what you want to do. But even two, depending on what you're doing, is a lot. So I agree. Yeah. Um, you want to take this next one as well? Oh, yes. Okay. So, you know, I'm the queen of things that are after hours. They're just usually on the universal side. But that's besides the point. Uh, after hour events... Uh, at three of the Disney World parks, uh, Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Epcot will all get new dates for Disney After Hours events. During these events, you'll have access to the park after normal hours and see lower wait times and complimentary treats. Yeah. I will say they used to do early – they used to or they still do – like earlier times and later times. I'm pro after hours versus pro earlier hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we had this debate on on, on a different uh, – somewhere – on, on the internet but um, <laughs> i'm sure it's happened just nighttime at the parks is kind of a, a vibe it's pretty magical i mean i will say if you're in the parks and the sun is rising like that's pretty amazing too you know the temperature starts to get to, i mean mm-hmm. it's like really nice at sunrise and you start to get that the warmth of the sun coming out and it's you know uh, evaporating all the dew off the plants and i mean it is it's it's like a magical time in the parks as well but i prefer night i like the lights i like the sparkly lights I think they, I think the Animal Kingdom vibe in the early morning hours, you know, mm, yeah. is like a vibe, and then like nighttime. Um, I, I don't know. Animal Kingdom at night is also an underrated thing, but also like that's a whole timing situation that you know, yeah, animals and things. Um, but the after hours events will take place on select nights throughout the year. Magic Kingdom's events start on the 11th of January, while Hollywood Studios events start on January 10th. And Epcot After Hours starts February 2nd. That's a pretty big space. Yeah. And don't forget, at the Magic Kingdom After Hours events, if you happen to be there during the day, you'll get to see Happily Ever After. And then you can see Enchantment as well on those days. So pretty good. You can see two different fireworks shows at the Magic Kingdom on the After Hours days if you participate in that event. Very cool. I love Yeah. Um, this isn't really a change, but in the article, they mentioned that uh, Festival of the Arts is coming back. Of course, that'll start January 12th and go to February 19th. Not enough. Not enough, Disney. Um, we mentioned last week, Collie River Rapids is going down in January. My fave. Yeah, your, your favorite. You're <laughs> the <laughs> there are dozens of us. Um, and then Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is also going to be closed for a few days. Uh, one thing we didn't mention, I don't think last week... Um, is the Skyliner will be down for its annual refurbishment and maintenance. And then also, I think this came out after we recorded that the rock and roller coaster is going to be going down for an extended refurbishment. And of course, you know, everything that Disney's saying is this is just the standard Mm. refurbishment, standard, standard service and maintenance, but it's, it's a long period for the rock and roller coaster. And that, Anytime you got a long re- uh, refurbishment schedule for a ride like this, it's going to start the rumors and speculation about a retheme. Now, I don't think that's happening this time, but um, I'm just wondering. I'm, I at this point, I sort of wonder if it'll ever happen to Rock and Roller Coaster, or there like, are a lot of refurbs. Are they ever going to happen? Let's be real. Yeah, I don't know, but. I did say in the monorail Facebook group that, you know, I think at this point, I just want them to find a way to cram more Aerosmith into the rock and roller coaster. Just <laughs> just go totally other, uh, the other way. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Honestly, why not? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that that's really that's really most of the changes uh, mm-hmm. that. And 
like I said, we're going to do a little of our making our wishes to Disney and Universal theme park Santa Claus at the end of the show. But a lot to look forward to. I think a lot of this is nice because it's sort of taking steps back to the pre-COVID days. I don't know if reservations will ever totally go away for annual pass holders. That may be something we're stuck with. But a lot of this stuff is good. Bringing back people love the dining plan. So it's it's great that that's coming back. And, and you know, at some point we're going to think back and be like, was there ever a time that there wasn't the dining plan or all day park hopping? It'll seem like such a weird, distant memory. Memory. <laughs> yeah. But um, so let's talk a little bit about good to go days, because that is a change for annual pass holders, a positive change. And in the past it's in the last year, I think it was maybe the last 18 months or so. Disney was doing this thing where if you were an annual pass holder, there would be certain days, and I'm sure they were low attendance days, that they would mark on the park pass reservation calendar as bonus reservation days. And you could pick that day, and then there would be a park or two that would have a star beside it. And if you picked those as your reservation for the day, it didn't count against your maximum number of reservations. So say as an annual pass holder, I can make five uh, park pass reservations. I could also go ahead and make that one. And that would be my number six, but it wouldn't count against my total. Um, so this good to go days, I think some people are confused because they thought that maybe it's a, it's the same kind of system, but it is different. And basically what a good to go day is for an annual pass holder. And it seems to me that these are going to pop up just spur of the moment. Disney's going to look at their, the reservations, the tickets they've sold at the parks. And they're going to say, Oh, hey, you know what? Next Tuesday, there's nobody at Hollywood Studios. Let's make that an annual pass holder good to go day. And if that happens, then you can just show up to the park as an annual pass holder and walk in just like the old days. Um, it's going to be nice. And yeah, so who knows when they're when Disney's going to, you know, schedule these or, or how much advance notice that we'll have. But I would assume it would be like at least a few days, if not weeks in advance that they will mark these good to go days. So they're all going to start happening after January, January 11th of next year. And then we'll really get to see sort of how it works and how it looks. Um, but as a reminder, even right now as an annual pass holder, you can go into the parks without a reservation, without a reservation after 2 PM, unless it's the magic kingdom on Saturday or Sunday. Otherwise you kind of have the good to go after two. This is just going to be all day. And it'll be surprises throughout the year on what days these happen. It'll be interesting to see how many they do in 2024 and which parks, you know. So I know that doesn't really impact I, you, Steffers, but. I wish I could afford an annual. I This is the thing is that the prices are always going to go up because life and economy and money, whatever. Yeah. I wish I could afford an AP, I think. And it's a weird mentality to have, but I feel like if I had the AP... I, girl math, actually, it's probably theme park math, I guess, at this point. Mm -hmm. But like it would, I would have more of an inclination to book a trip down because I could get the cheaper flights. I could stay with a friend. Like there are like ways to save money for me long term so that I could make it down more days. (sighs) These prices, though, because you only get one um, pass here for out of state and it hurts my heart and my wallet. So. Yeah, it's the highest okay. one, right? It's the... Yeah, 1,300, 1,200, yeah. I don't know, whatever. You, you, However much it's going to be nowadays. Basically, any of the passes that have blockout dates are not available to people that live outside of Florida. 
<laughs> so, yeah, the Incredipass, yeah, I guess, is the highest one, the Incredipass. I don't. Incredicoaster? I don't know. Uh, there's too many different kinds of passes nowadays. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I, I could actually envision a day where there are even more tiers of passes that have, like, either, you know, more or less restrictions. I could see that happening. Oh, uh, let's go. Let, when we talk about in our next segment, let me tell you, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready <laughs> for my, I'm ready for my rule. All right. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, one of the things that will be changing as well with all day park hopper coming back is virtual queues. So there will be some yeah. changes to how it works with virtual queues. So essentially, and this is, I'm going to read this from wdwmagic.com so I don't mess up my words as we go through <laughs> it this first time. When all day park hopping resumes, guests will be able to join one attraction virtual queue at any theme park where they have valid admission. Guests may hold one attraction virtual queue at a time. Now, that was a question we had on the Passholder Lounge. Aurora actually clarified that for us in the Facebook family group, the Monorail family group on Facebook. But yes, so you can only hold one at a time. But I do still believe that you could get two in a day. But we'll get to that in a second. So select admission types may also require a theme park reservation. That'd be like an annual pass holder. Uh, guests do not need to be inside a theme park to request to join a virtual queue at seven. Guests must be inside the theme park to request the virtual queue at one. So let's just say hypothetically, you were a day guest. You're staying at the contemporary because you're lucky. And first thing in the morning, 7 a.m., you make your virtual re- uh, virtual queue for Tron. Great. Wonderful. You can until you get called for that virtual queue and you go use that pass. That's the only one you could hold. But let's say you're in group one or two and you get called immediately. You go do that and you're like, hey, that was really all we wanted to do in Magic Kingdom. Now you can hop to Epcot. And as long as you're in the park and I think it's just well, it says guests must be inside the theme park. But I think if you're in a park and you've got your park hopper or your annual pass, then you would be able to join the virtual queue again at one for Cosmic Rewind. I, now, this is a question I think we should probably try to get verification on. But at the one o'clock drop, do you have to be in the correct park? That would be the question. And it doesn't necessarily say right here. So let me see if anyone asked that question in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, of course, if you were going to make the virtual queue, well, you'd probably have a couple hours to get over there. But like if you were in a different park and you've got cosmic rewind at one, but anyway, I don't know. It's it's, it doesn't specifically say, so I feel like that's worth a follow-up question. Steffers, what do you think? I don't know what I think to be honest with you, because the, I was following you and then you were like, Oh, then you could be at a park. And as long as you have a park hopper, you could get it. I think you have to be in the park either way. In the specific like, park for that in ride. The specific park. Because if not, then people could just take the, virtual queue spot Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand you could also hmm if you can park hop that's a very good i think that that's the most valid question we've gotten from this yeah so for sure i i like the ability i i'm still like over the moon that you can park hop at whatever time now yeah (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) like i think that's where i'm like yeah let's do it but yeah that i think we should get clarification on that and when we figure that out We'll let you all very nice uh, people know. I feel like Scott Gustin on Twitter is always a guy who knows what's going on. So maybe we just tweet that question at him. Oh, or maybe we so- can get a response from a celebrity. And, or maybe someone already already has. I don't know. It'd be I'm worth checking, it'd be but worth like it we'll look. see if it uh if I can find it while we're while we're talking here. Okay. So, anyways, 
it's good stuff. All good. I mean, it's. I, I think all of this is positive. It's making things more flexible and more accessible. So we're moving in the right direction. But uh, we'll get to our our wishes for changes in segment two. There's just a couple more things I wanted to hit on before we wrap up today's news, and and then Steffers, of course, will throw it over to you if you got anything for Universal. It's the Universal. Yeah, but um, this is exciting. So I think we all kind of wondered what was going on over in the animation courtyard at Hollywood Studios. Ever since the Little Mermaid Voyage of the Little Mermaid um, went down, is that what it was called? I can't even remember now what the what the original show was called, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, or is that something something to that effect? That one was Voyage Under the Sea with journey? Little Mermaid. Maybe it was Journey something. of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> journey Under the Sea. I don't know. Uh, how have we forgot? Well, of course, we totally forgot there was a whole place that existed. Voyage in of the Little Springs. Mermaid. That's what it was. Yes, that is the confirmed Voyage of the Little Mermaid show. Yes. I always get tripped up on which one is called which because the ride in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. Okay. So Voyage of the Little Mermaid shut down and it hasn't come back. It's been gone for years now. And we all wondered, you know, what was going to happen to that that theater? What was going to happen to the animation courtyard? Well, now we know we got an article here from blogmickey.com. Disney World has announced that a new show is coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2024 called The Little Mermaid, a musical adventure. It will replace Voyage of the Little Mermaid right here in the article. Uh, and here's what they shared. Uh, the Little Mermaid, a musical adventure, a fully reimagined the- theatrical production inspired by the Walt Disney Animation Studio classic, The Little Mermaid, will debut in the newly refreshed Animation Courtyard Theater in fall of 2024. As part of the continued investment in the park's experience, Disney Live Entertainment has been dreaming up innovative ways to bring new life to the beloved story of Ariel's journey to be part of the human world. When it opens, the show will feature stunning new set pieces, cutting-edge effects, and a bold new design that captures Ariel's imagination and emotions through her unique view of the world around her. Um, the, I didn't see the original Little Mermaid show, but, like, this could be cute. We, we love a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I, 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 I mean, I liked my fave. But. I liked the Voyage of the Little Mermaid show. I thought it was fun. It definitely felt dated. It felt like something that yeah. that was designed and and um, put on stage in the early '90s, late '80s. There were lasers. There were well, one of the the cool things about it was they had like a black light puppet show, so it made it look like the fish were swimming around on the stage, floating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very cool. That's something that I would actually hope that maybe they'll find a way to incorporate in this one. But I'll miss the ladies, I like too. Um, they're adding a kiss the girl scene. Oh, the, great. That's one of my like little cute little cute little things that I love from the movie. Yeah, I'm this might be I don't want to say controversial. I am surprised with the fact that they're not doing a live action Little Mermaid thing. Yeah. I, you know, I think I'm more surprised than like I need it. I, right. I think that it was an opportunity that they just didn't. It's take. interesting. You, you you have to know, like, I would imagine those discussions went down behind the scenes. Are we going to base this on the live action or are we going to b- base it on the animated classic? I think probably the decision was made because it is in the animation courtyard. Um, fair. So maybe that's why they went that direction. Plus... Whether whether regardless of what I would want them to do or what anybody would want them to do, I think Disney would also know that doing this is going to cause no uproar or backlash where if they had chosen 
to do the live action version, there would at least be a portion of the fans who would be upset about that. So that's very fair. Yeah. So um, I I would like to go back. Yeah. To our previous virtual queue. Yep. Um, per Scott Gustin's response on somebody's reply to his tweet, you get say you get group 15 for guardians of the galaxy you ride you then hop to magic kingdom before one to join the virtual queue for okay. tron at okay. 1 p.m so you do have to be in the park for mm-hmm. the ride okay correct all right i guess that's better because like you said if everyone in the parks could try to get the virtual queue it's just going to make it that much harder for the people who are actually already in the park and want to ride it that day so that makes sense correct and you still can't join the virtual queue at both times for the same ride also, just wanted to okay. Let so you couldn't rewrite. Correct. You would probably have to buy like a lightning. Lane. You can do that. But yeah. 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 I, I've heard of plenty of people doing that. So you get the virtual mm-hmm. queue for Guardians and go ahead and buy the individual lightning lane. Ride it twice in a day. It must be nice to live the richy rich lifestyle, but <laughs> I don't get to do that. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, rewind back up. Just, no, that's uh, good. So we can let the let the people know. Yeah, I don't like opening up a question and not having an answer. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stuffers. You got it. I'm very excited about this Little Mermaid show, though. You made very good points. I think the animation courtyard, I think that that's really the main. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. I just thought of there's another version. Why aren't you? Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. We did it. I feel like if the show were in Magic Kingdom, it might be more of a toss-up yeah. of what they would have done. Agreed. And, you know, they could do both. Why not both? I don't know. It could be either. Why not both? I haven't seen the live-action Little Mermaid, so I don't even know how diff- have I. different it is from the <laughs> animated one. But uh, I will watch it someday. I'm, it's not that I've just been, you know, uh, protesting or anything. I'd love to see it. I wait for uh, streaming to get on streaming, which I think it is. It I think it be. is now. It should be. Um, I just haven't had the time. <laughs> Who has the time? After the holidays. I, you would think I have time, but, you know, somehow I keep making blankets and that just never, <laughs> never ends. All right. Last thing. Speaking of Hollywood Studios, while we're there, last little update I've got. There is currently some construction going on at the Baseline Tap House. Now, if you have ever enjoyed a beer at baseline tap house one thing you'll know is there's very little seating inside and there really isn't that much outside and this location has gotten so popular that nowadays at the peak times when you get your drinks you get your giant pretzel or maybe your charcuterie board or wherever it may be there's not going to be a table available for you inside or out and you might have to go find a standing table sort of across the pathway or or just take your food and go somewhere else because that place gets packed once it's opened up on busy days in the park well for now there's less seating because there is a little bit of a cordoned off area of the courtyard they're doing some construction i was worried that they thought maybe they had too much seating so they're just going to take some of it out but no um steffers pointed out to me it does say that it looks like it's work on the pavement there in in the in the courtyard of baseline tap house so it should be okay They have to have some nice slick pavement because we all know how we love our floors in our Disney parks. <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. You add a light up floor to baseline tap house. I may never leave that place. <laughs> I mean, Disney, we're here. We're we're the market right now. <laughs> um, I just want to say I, I really appreciate this uh, blog Mickey write up because one of they said one of the things they're talking about is um, it's hard to find a, a seat there. And they said now with the construction up. 
you know, it's even harder. And they said there's nothing worse than trying to navigate the holiday crowds with a 20 ounce Ace Space bloody orange hard cider in hand. In hand. So uh, it's true. You got to go 20 ounce. Big pour. I, I've never had one, but maybe one day. They're good, Steffers. You'd like it. Okay. Well, do you, do you like ciders you in me. general? I do. I'm a cider, not a beer person. Okay. You would love it. I'll, I'll buy you one next time you're in town. Okay, so we got to do two days, right? We got to do an Animal Kingdom full day. Yep. Then Hollywood Studios and whatever else we want to do. Yep. But we have to do one full day experience at Animal Kingdom. Oh, you you will not have to twist my arm for that. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I did, but, you know, here we are. All right, so that's it for Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World News. Steffers, what have you got for Universal today? Uh, the only things I just wanted to share, if anyone is going to be in the Universal Studios Island CityWalk area for New Year's, there are some New Year's things that are going on. Um, Big Fire, they will have a special menu from midnight to 1.30 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Um, let's see, scrolling the... Ho- Hotels, they see Hard Rock Hotel, Rockin' 2024, New Year's Eve Lobby Party. Uh, this will be Sunday, December 31st, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Price is $80 for adults, $50 for children. Holy moly, $50 for a three to nine year old child? That's, that's a steep price. Um, DJ, balloon artists, and roaming magicians. Um, they'll also have an acoustic brunch from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. $49 for adults, $19 for children. I do enjoy the Hard Rock Hotel's uh, brunches. I don't know if I would pay $49 for it. Um, then they'll have a buffet at the kitchen from 5 to 11 p.m., $150 per adult and $75 per child. Woo! Um, you can call Universal, you can make reservations on Resi, Seep, Bashish, uh, Portofino Bay Hotel will also have a New Year's Eve party on the Piazza, 8.30pm to 12am, $180 per adult, $130 per child, ages 10 to 20. Interesting how they changed the definition of an adult. <laughs> and then $45 for children 3 to 9. Weird. This is fine. Um, also they'll have a prefix menu at Mamadella's, uh, at Royal Pacific, they'll have a luau. This is something I've never done, but I'm very interested in doing on Sunday, December 31st at 7 PM. Prices range from $99 to $119 for adults and $39 to $59 for children, ages three to nine. Um, these are just a bunch of desserts, sushi, Sapphire Falls. They'll also have a celebration at the Strongwater Tavern, which is, uh, something place that i love 140 dollars per adult it is a 21 plus event only i like I don't that i know if i would pay any of these prices <laughs> if i'm being honest with all of you uh they'll have a buffet at amatista's cookhouse um for breakfast and for lunch cabana bay has a bayline bay liner diner party from 8 p.m to 12 30 a.m more affordable cabana bay let me tell you all about cabana bay from 8 p.m. to 12.30 a.m., uh, it is complimentary to attend Carving Dining Special available for $21.99 per adult and $11.99 per hmm. child. So, there you go. Cabana Bay is probably where you would like to go <laughs> um, because the rest of these are big yikes. Oh, and Endless Summer. 
They'll have a New Year's Eve meal special at Beach Break Cafe, $19.50 per adult and then $10.50 per child, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then at Dockside's Pier 8 Market, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., same prices. I'm just saying. Or you can go to Aventura and spend $175 for standing room for a New Year's Eve celebration with DJ, a cash bar, party favors, quote unquote. Yeah, so you get a hat and a horn. A hat and a horn. Uh, exactly. Oh, and you get a midnight Prosecco toast. Yeah, usually they include a, a glass. Well, it'll be like a plastic, probably, um, mm-hmm. imitation wine glass or champagne. Yeah. Champagne it, the $175 includes food, beer, wine, and featured specialty cocktails until 10 p.m. So you get two hours of open bar, give or take. And then the, it turns into a cash bar from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So you can get slushed in two hours and then... Yeah, you gotta better get caution. your money's worth in that first two hours. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, I got all of this from Orlando Informer, my fave peeps. They have it all listed on their website, but you could also check out the Universal website for more for ticket info and menus and all that good jazz. Stephers, That's really all I have. Yeah. Do you ever like have you ever attended some fancy New Year's Eve party with a champagne toast and all that? Like one of At these kind the of things. parks or in general? Like a ticketed event like this. Have you ever done that? Um, I'm trying to think where the coolest place I went to for New Year's was. I've never done no, anything like that. I don't think I've ever done anything. I have gone out, but I, it wasn't fancy. Yeah. It was just like a not at my house New Year's. I think if I were staying at Aventura for the weekend or something or through New Year's, maybe I would consider doing that just because you're like, well, we're here. It'll be a fun thing to do, and especially if you're from out of town, like it'd be like a big, it'd be a big deal. But as a local, I think it'd be a hard sell for me to be excited to go over and do something like that at Aventura or even at City Walk, because then I, if I'm not staying there, then it's going to be a mess getting home, <laughs> and I'm old. <laughs> me, I don't want to be Literally. out that late. Yeah. Well, that's my thing. Is I don't. This is going to sound weird considering I go to theme parks, but I'm not a huge crowds person. Mm-hmm. And yes, I enjoy Halloween Horror Nights as much as the next girl, but like drunk yeah. people in a crowd, it, it to me, recipe for not a fun time. So I tend to shy away from stuff like that. Yeah. It just reminds me, it'd be like going back to the clubs and I'm too old to hit the clubs these days. I've never hit a club. It's I've never wanted to hit a club. <laughs> the only clubs, I'm lying to you, the only clubs I've went to was my fifth grade da- uh like end of the year dance yeah that was school sanctioned and then grad bash my senior year of high school they opened all of the clubs at city walk for us to like jump to oh and wow do our little dance make whatever Whoa. obviously we we're under 21 so like we weren't drinking but like that that's my club experience yeah of my youth <laughs> i mean so you old. know people who know me probably would know that like the clubs are not necessarily a place i would have spent a lot of time even in my younger days, but nowadays for sure. No thanks. I mean, no thanks. Yeah. I'd like to be in bed by 10. <laughs> I mean, I want to see the ball drop, but I'd much rather see it from my living room in my PJs. And I'll have with my, my eyes closed. My own <laughs> with my eyes closed. With my own little champagne toast right there. I did get champagne from the Biltmore. I visited the Biltmore for Christmas a couple. It was last month. They start their Christmas stuff uh, in November. And I got a little Christmas at the Biltmore Estates champagne for me and Jackson to enjoy on New Year's. Oh, that's nice. 
And that's my That's uh, very fancy. So So you'll do that at what? You'll do that at like nine o'clock and then go to bed. Well, we start at like eight, nine o'clock. Yes. And then like I give up around 10 or 11 because the champagne hits and I'm like sleepy. (laughs) And then uh, I go to bed and I fall asleep before the ball drops. I wake up at like 2 a.m. and I say, happy new year, honey. And then I go back to sleep. Good night. Happy new year. Good night. Yeah. You got to You got to squeeze in the happy new year. Yeah. Listen. Listen, it's still going to be New Year at 8 a.m. when I wake up to take Gimli out. So I didn't miss anything. Just saying. <laughs> All right. Don't hate because I'm old. I'm not hating. I'm not hating on anybody. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I think that's going to wrap up today's news, which means it's time to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be interacting with you, the Monday morning monorail family. Stick with us. Welcome back to the monorail. It is me, Justin Monorails, and Steffer. Wow, I gave myself the S. I stole the S from your name. Uh, <laughs> monorails really defeats the purpose. Then at that, that point, we're by rail or, or more. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Merry Christmas, everybody. I've already had too much eggnog. Um, all right. It is time to interact with you, the Monorail family. And last week, we asked the question, as we're heading into 2024, what's a rule change that you'd like to see in the parks? We put that question out on the Monday Morning Monorail Family Facebook group. We put it on the Twitter, and we shared it on the Monorail Family Discord. And we got several responses. And there was some conversation that happened on the response channel on the Discord. So I'm digging my way back to the original... (laughs) What answers? Okay, I think I'm there, but I think we're ready to go. Steffers, do you want to do you want to share ours first and then get to the monorail family responses? Yes, why not? Mine okay. is short, sweet. To, uh, mine is half short, sweet to the point. Um, I personally, I don't know if this is a real thing, so someone please fact check me because I might have been dreaming it. But I could have sworn years ago there was a, I don't know if it was a promotion or like a just like a thing but the states are near florida so including the carolinas georgia maybe alabama maybe not there was a special rate a discounted rate that we would get that was similar to florida rates but like you're close enough but you're not quite in florida i would love those to like come back and maybe into like an annual pass capacity so that we could get a you know a special like we're close enough but not in florida so like not twelve hundred dollars. You're in driving also, range. Yeah, people just, in driving just range something should get something. Yeah, like that. Um, so yeah, special tier for like close out of staters or just like a a special ticket rate in general would be my thing. Smiley yeah. face exclamation point. I love it. I think it makes sense. And maybe now that attendance has sort of leveled out post revenge travel as i've heard it called following covid maybe they start to get back to to more of that stuff i i hope that they do because me too i mean you know people keep throwing out 
things and talking about the changes that Disney makes, like with Genie Plus, the Lightning Lane, all sort of things. And and they keep saying um, Disney is sort of pricing out um, people who are middle class or lower. Um, and it, and it's starting to become like a luxury vacation. And I, I don't think that that was the original intent of the parks. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to be. I think everybody should be able to enjoy it. So, yeah, there there needs to be more access for people who maybe aren't living on generational wealth or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. So that's a good one, Steffers. I agree with you. Thank you. I very much try. I have a simple one, and it's mainly just because I know that a lot of the things that our monorail family people covered in their responses are things that I a lot of it I would agree with, too. So the the only thing I'm going to say is I wish that they would include PhotoPass with the IncrediPass. Like, well, it, I think honestly, if you're getting the highest level pass, maybe even maybe even just include it with an annual pass. Like PhotoPass is such a value, and I just can't imagine that they lose a lot of money including it with people because you get your picture made on rides anyway. I mean, maybe you separate it and you say with an annual pass, you get your ride photos, but you can't necessarily get the individual cast member photos for free. So if you find a photo pass cast member, maybe those would be watermarked and you have to pay for those. But like the ride photos are automatic. They're already going to go to your app. And it's so it's costing Disney nothing additionally. I know that technically you say, well, it is because then if you're just giving it to people for free, they're losing money. But but not really. So give us back, at least give us ride photos for annual pass holders. That's my wish. I would take that. I think that's a solid wish. Yeah. Thank you, Steffers. I appreciate your support. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to support you in your endeavors. (laughs) Okay. All right. Running through the monorail fam's responses. I think it's time. Should we start with the Facebook group? Oh, we can start with the Facebook group. Okay. Well, why don't you kick it off? Yeah. With Allison. Allison would like to bring back delivery of purchases to your resort at Walt Disney World. And then, in parentheses, and not that you ask, get rid of park reservations <laughs> and park hopping at 11 at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, that was like a recent thing. De- the Oh, delivery of purchases at the resort. Like mm-hmm. back, they don't do that anymore? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Bring that back. Yeah. I was actually things today. So this this question came up in my head just recently. So say you go to uh, Mitsukoshi in in the Japan Pavilion in Epcot and you want to buy one of those swords. They're not letting you walk through the park with a sword. What what do they do with those? They just deliver them to the front gate or something and you pick them up there. There's because they're not. I know those swords probably aren't sharp when you buy them, but still, they're not letting somebody walk through with a metal sword. I wouldn't think. I mean. Did they think that far ahead? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe they do take them to the front. But yeah, I mean, that was such a nice benefit of staying at a Disney resort, having your purchases just be delivered to your room. Um, I'm sure the reason that went away was from labor shortages because, you know, maybe you just don't have the cast members to do that kind of delivery service. But that's fair. Yeah. But that would be nice if they bring that back. Good one, Allison. Bring it back. You are Landon's favorite member of the monorail family. All right. Gary said, I would change too. I would give more perks to people staying in deluxe properties, maybe early access to lightning lanes. I would also move Disney over to the IBCCES system for DAS that Universal and Six Flags use. Steffers, I'm not familiar with the difference of how Universal handles DAS from what Disney does. Do, do you know? They... 
so I used to. They, I don't want to say they changed it or they made some updates. So I'm not privy to like what specifically the criteria is. Okay. Are criteria are oh, grammar. <laughs> um, but I do think people like Universal System more, or they used to. I don't know if that's still a thing. It sounds like Gary does. Or would it make it easier if the system's just connected across all theme? I don't know how that works. That part in terms mm. of like your information, does it like all is a one system they all can share amongst each other or is it per park? So that's Good interesting, Steffers. Maybe this is our million dollar idea right here. Why don't we start a service, our own service that does like a verification mm-hmm. for people that need a mm-hmm. DAS pass? And then if you mm-hmm. have that, you could use it at any theme park. We would just have to make sure the theme park's understood. We go through you know, the checks that you need to do. We have all the verifications and then you can just use our system. Million dollar idea. I think it's a wonderful. No one steal it. I think it'd make everyone's lives easier. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, it's a good thing. We're both programmers. We'll have this set up. I mean, I I do have a minor in computer science. (laughs) Well, then you are. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I could make use out of it, but like I I do dabble, you know? Okay. All right. But, but yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I I feel like theme parks really should just come together as one and use one system to make it easier for their guests. But like, who who am I to tell them what to do? I'm just a you're girl a podcaster. That's sitting good. here making a podcast. Um, Scott from the Facebook group says I can't speak on Universal or SeaWorld, but Walt Disney World easily changed the genie system for a family of four. You're around a hundred bucks. You're not guaranteed any major attractions. Also, on the West Coast, don't they offer the photo pass with the purchase of the genie? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like great value. Do Actually, they include the photo pass with genie? I thought they were doing that on the East Coast as well. But maybe I thought if you bought the genie plus for the day, you got the photo pass. But I could be. Is that new? Yeah, it was a change when I had... in the oh, last. Okay. Well, when, when's the last time you had genie plus? When it first came out. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was added later. <laughs> it was added later. But but maybe it's just a West Coast thing. And I'm but Scott's right. It definitely is happening. If it's either just at Disneyland or it's also at WDW. But yeah, that's a nice thing. It adds a little bang for your buck for sure. Um I think though it's just for ride photos, if I remember right. Which so, would be fine in my head. Like Yeah. That'd be fine for me. Yeah. Me too. Uh but yeah. Yeah, the I mean exactly what we're talking about with the Genie Plus. Uh, it's it's a it's a pay to play system, and you're not guaranteed mm-hmm. anything. And um, I've had pretty bad experiences just recently going through the standby line where it has totally brought the standby line for an attraction to a halt. I don't remember it ever being that bad with Fast Pass Plus, but you know, it's. I feel like are they still working out the kinks, or is this just the new normal? I don't know. I think this is the new normal. Ugh. Sucks. I guess, though, when people are paying for it, they're like, well, we, we have to heavily prioritize people that are in the lightning lanes. You know, I guess that's how I it guess, is. I guess, but mm. it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. I agree. But um, all right. Let us hop over to the Discord group where we had several of our friends who are part of that group sound off. We're going to start with mm-hmm. Lewis, our mm-hmm. good friend. <laughs> Disney pick a day. He said, interesting. I think the only rule I do not like is the 7 a.m. virtual queue rule. First off, getting up at 7 a.m. on a work day sucks and vacation doubly so. With the reservation changes, it's likely to get worse, too, because everyone will be able to try every day and choose their park based on whether they get one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
But you could also think about that as as if people bought the Genie Plus and then they were going to make their park decision based on what attractions they could get, that would, in theory, spread the crowds out a little more evenly. Because if it's sending people... Because basically, you're like, well, Magic Kingdom, all the good lightning lanes were taken right away. But over at Hollywood Studios, I was able to get Tower. I was able to get Rock and Roller Coaster. So I guess we'll go there. Well, technically, that should mean the park is less full, I would think. There are also people who don't necessarily know about Virtual Queue or like don't know the tips and the tricks. Yeah. So like they'll have to use Genie Plus or Lightning Lane mm-hmm. because... Or they just don't want to waste their time because they're bad at like timing and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, I just have a better, I have better chance of doing this on Genie Plus. Yeah. I, I will hmm. say I, the, the 7 a.m. drop sucks. Um, there's a rumor that one of the changes that might be coming to Genie Plus is you'll be able to make your selections in advance. I don't know how far in advance, but that's the rumor that that's something that might be changing. But that would be, that'd be a good change. Yeah. I mean, getting up at 7 a.m. on a vacation really does suck. But see, that's why I always tell you all, you got to do it like a local. Just get up when you get up and then go to the parks. <laughs> it's not a great strategy. You're not going to be able to ride everything you want to ride. But, you know, you will be able to take in the vibe. It'll be less stressful for you. Just FYI. We love the vibes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the vibes, uh, Lexi, uh, she says, I don't know if this counts as a rule, but I think we should get rid of that. You have to pay for Genie Plus. Bring back free <laughs> fast pass. Yeah. Oh, Lexi. I know. Bring back paper fast passes. Yeah. Why don't we just go back to the original version? <laughs> Honestly, with everything, I know this probably will never happen, but like with everything going back to like how it was back in the old days, like fashion trends and like cars and all that stuff, like I wouldn't be surprised if like that one day came back. I guess it could. But then, but then they would have to do more construction to bring back those oh, the kiosks. Kiosk. Yeah. Unless they decided to put them inside somewhere. I'm just saying. Or, work. or here's what you do. It's a combo situation. You go tap your magic band at the kiosk, and then it says... Oh, sa- tapu, tapu. And then it comes up and it says, your return time is this, and then it's in your app. You don't need to have... Tapu, tapu. I'm yeah, just saying. You don't need to have paper. Just make it to where you have to be in the park. You go tap the kiosk, and then it gives you a return time, and you can get one at a time, and then you go do other stuff. I I think that's a good version of the fast pass. And then you don't have to worry about the paper ones. And then it's in your app and maybe your little like, magic band plus. It's like, vi- a, it vibrates. It's like another park did that. <laughs> like it just, huh? Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. All right. I do like the idea of it connecting to your app though. That's very smart. I like that yeah, idea. Why not? Um, then you can get like a push notification. Hey, it's, it's 15 minutes till your fast pass for whatever. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Cocktail Bob. He sounded off on the Discord. He said, I don't use it often, but as a local AP, Genie Plus sucks. <laughs> you can't start your picks until park opening. That needs to go away. Also would rather see a Universal or SeaWorld type <laughs> pay system for FastPass. I've given up on it becoming free, which is true. It's not. It's never going to be free again. Um, That's I'll, funny. I've never actually thought of that. I'll be honest. I, I would prefer... Disney go to the Universal or Six Flags or SeaWorlds. Like if you could just you just go and you pay one price that morning and then you know you have access to the lightning lanes for the rest of the day. That's how they do it at Dollywood too with their fast lane. I think they could also make it a uh, I I think they could also incorporate the hotel benefits. Mhm. Huh. That's a great idea. I've never I never actually thought of them switching to I've been so ingrained in the separation of the two that I never thought of. Yeah. I think good idea. I think it honestly. Would, I think it'd work. I think it's better. 
I think it makes it so much easier for people to. Because then you just do what you want to do. You don't have to plan out, oh, well, at 1230, I have to be back at Seven Dwarves Mine Train. So I don't know if I want to go ride Jungle Cruise at 1130 because, you know, so, you know. It's just yeah, because they have two different wait times at Universal for Express and for um, regular standby. Mm-hmm. You kind of just gauge off the app. I'm just saying, it's not a bad idea. Good it's one. A, it's a good system. Yeah, Cocktail Bob, that was a good one. Thank you, sir. Um, Lee, right? Are we on Lee? We're on Lee. Yes, we are. Um, Lee is the other way. He wants more Genie Plus Lightning Lane virtual queues. He doesn't want to be stood for two hours for nighttime shows so I don't have an iPad in my face or stuck behind a kid on parents' shoulders. He doesn't want to have to wait uh, an hour to queue to get a margarita in Mexico (laughs) and same for a coffee from Main Street Bakery. But on a serious note, he would like to see an extension of early morning access back to the hour then move the Genie Plus options to be park opening for all gives benefits to those on site, but not fully penalizing offsite and APs. That'd be a good modification. I like that. So basically hmm. nobody can make their genie plus selections until the park opens. Correct. <laughs> that also though means that you're uh, everybody's on their phone in the park for that first, mm-hmm. you know, 10 minutes of the day or whatever. But <laughs> you remember the days of rise, of the resistance, uh, virtual queue drop in <laughs> the park. Oh my gosh. Those days were crazy. Never had to do it. Oh, yes, I did. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. I didn't do it. My friend did it. My friend did it. Yeah, good on him. It Shout har- out. It, it harkens Jason. me. It harkens me back to the old Pokemon Go days where you go out to a park and everybody was just looking at their phones, walking around in circles. I mean, essentially, you you were able to get in the Hollywood Studios parks, let's say at like 830, and then they would officially open up the virtual queue at 9 Everybody is just standing around, staring at their phones, doing the countdown, refreshing, and then hitting that button. Everybody, fastest finger contest as soon as it hits 9 o'clock, and then you hear people cheering, or you hear people cussing. Like, it was it was wild. It was Those days were interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the modification of, of maybe pushing it back, but giving the extension of the early morning access... Um, to the to the park people who are staying at the resorts maybe this is what you do deluxe resort you can get in you know a certain amount early uh moderates a certain amount like and maybe it's staggered and then everybody's in the park when it opens and you make your selections i don't know that's a thought okay jeffers is next up and he says love genie plus don't love paying for it would love to see some sort of a on-site discount sorry locals Last trip between Genie Plus and individual Lightning Lane probably cost us $1,000. No, thank you. Yeah. And, I mean, everybody everybody that travels to Disney, especially from far away, and if you're staying, like, for a long trip, it's it's a huge expense. And you've got a budget and plan. And maybe you don't even necessarily have that built into your budget that every day you're going to have to get Genie Plus for your party and then individual Lightning Lane. I genuinely think Cocktail Bob's suggestion would make it because you because with the universal right now you pay more for the premieres Mm -hmm. you get early park hours with any of the hotels you stay at the the premiere or is it called premiere now i'm like doubting the words but like the top three Mm -hmm. hard rock portofino and royal pacific you get express unlimited if disney one didn't want to do unlimited they could do like a uh, single use per attraction whatever or you can pay to upgrade to unlimited whatever the case may be like maybe people want to ride teacups all day you don't know their life um it would all be on their magic band yeah 
instead of doing like the the room key card since you already are on your magic bands for your room key anyway it's really Daniel pass holders would get a discount uh for the hotels if they wanted or they can get a discount on the express mm-hmm. no man i feel like this is now a missed opportunity by disney I think they outsmarted themselves, but at the same time, people are paying it. I mean, Jeffers paid over a thousand dollars on his last trip for it. Yeah, so but I feel like people money. feel like they have no choice because you, like you said, yeah. it's a once in a lifetime trip, and like they want to make sure they do it all. Yeah, and I feel like they could put more money, or they can gain more money from their hotels. Mm-hmm. Then families could just budget into a, a quote unquote better hotel mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, hmm. Interesting. My brain is boggled. I genuinely like all the times that we have this like conversation about Universal versus Disney. I never thought to potentially do their hotel system the same way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, univer- and they could Universal control people system. to their deluxes. Well, I don't know what you would offer your deluxe resort. It's deluxe then. Mod- What's the top tier? Premier? I don't know. For Disney, all it's deluxe. Time. I don't know what Universal calls it. I think it's Premier. Premium? <sighs> I don't know. Premium? I don't know. Listen, but, I don't, but we know what don't you're know talking about. Anymore. You could just use the same terms, you know, the highest level. Of <laughs> they could, but like that's <laughs> it's just not it's just not it. I am looking it up because it's going to bother me in a general sense. But I think like you could have deals and um, incentives. You yeah. could incentivize the hotels a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. OK, hmm. Um, I think that's all the discord responses we get. Got. Let me just make sure. And then finally, we will hop over to the Monday Morning Monorail Fam Facebook group. We got a few responses over there. We did on, those. On this question. Oh, we didn't do Twitter. Twitter. We, sorry. I'm going, I'm going in reverse. We're going to reread the Facebook responses. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, no, you're right. Uh, my apologies, Steffers. Listen, I'm just, I'm here to keep you honest. So we got uh, we got a few responses on the Twitter. Okay, so the first one we've got is from Doctor Jacqueline at Pixie Dust PhD on Twitter. She said, "Not so much a real rule, but the operating notion that most lounges don't open until four p.m. or so at WDW. Give me more lunch lounge options." And listen, you're you're not going to get any argument from me on that one. I I absolutely agree. Um, 4 p.m. This is, I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I outside mean, maybe the parks. I did subconsciously, but. Yeah, outside the parks. So like Trader Sam's, for example, doesn't open. Oh. Until, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's honestly a very valid one. Yeah. Um, Skipper Bob or Santa Bob, considering this is command on Christmas, I think it works uh, for Walt Disney World to adopt Universal's security procedures. I would have loved an elaboration in what way? Yeah, a little more detail, Skipper Bob, next time. Maybe, what could he mean? <laughs> Maybe he likes the facial recognition. I don't know. Yeah. Interested. Please elaborate, Skipper Bob. Yeah. Let us know. But uh, I'm trying to think what's what Disney does. The uh, Now I'm trying to think what Disney does. What do Disney do? Disney does that. Of course, they've got the smart security scanners now. You just walk through. That you just walk through. Um, mm-hmm. I think... I think that Disney's works well. I think it was pointed out to us on the Facebook group. It may have been Scott. I apologize if I'm not giving the right person credit. But that SeaWorld does the smart scanners and the facial recognition. SeaWorld in Tampa Bay. So their system is a little more streamlined. So why can't Disney just do that? Do both. And Universal. 
do both. Yeah, do both. Um, also, just to circle back, uh, Universal Hotels are premier, preferred, prime value, and value. Okay, so you were right. So I was right. I get confused because I know Sapphire is in their own tier, and I couldn't remember what that was. Sapphire is a preferred resort. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quality resort. 10 out of 10 recommend. All right. We got one last response, and this is from Donna. She actually responded to the episode post on Twitter, and she said, love the show. Here's my answer to your question. A freeze on price increases of park admission and annual passes in Disneyland as well as Walt Disney World. Also, that Disneyland would lift the reservation system. Thanks for the question. Love the show. And and we love you, Donna. Thanks for your response. We love you, Donna. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice if they would stop increasing prices? <laughs> that really is a wish. Honestly. That we we all need to it's it's our job to ask Santa for Disney to stop increasing prices. And then also, if you have a birthday in December, when you blow out those candles, make that your wish. We have to all do it together and then maybe we can manifest it. But I think that sadly we will get annual increases for the park admissions and annual passes from now until eternity until I can't go anymore. Cause I'm poor. So Sam. Yeah. But either way, as long as I still have the shekels, I'm going to get in there. Cause I can't help myself. I can't help myself when wait, I can't, I don't know what the song says. Feel my face? I can't something. <laughs> I can't feel my wallet. I can't feel my money <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> I don't know. Let's, I don't know where I it went. Here. <laughs> um, no, but thank. I want to say thank you all again for responding, whether it's on Twitter or, or Facebook or in the Discord. Thanks for interacting with us. We appreciate it. Also, as we wrap up today's show, I want to say I'm thankful that you listened, and I'm thankful for all of you that you're members of the monorail family, please tell your friends, get more people to join in on this monorail show. We're having a great time and we'd love to continue to grow. Give us a five-star review on whatever podcatcher you happen to listen, listen to us on. And, uh, and we'll keep doing the thing. Um, we will have, I guess one more show this year on the last, Oh no, it airs next year. Yeah, you're right. The next show is January 1st. So, This is our last one for the year. I hope you have a wonderful Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great New Year, and we will talk to you uh, when we get there. But for now, Steffers, why don't you wrap us up? You get to sing a song because Landon's not here. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow Landon. That's all I got. (laughs) A part of his song because it doesn't work when I'm not him and I will not be impersonating him today. But that's where you can find him. 120 characters at a time <laughs> on Twitter or X or whatever they're called. Um, then there's some about the Phil show, some, some, some. Um, he also is Dawes Does Disney on Instagram. If he ever remembers to check Instagram, um, yeah, listen, that that was just, uh, how did I do? Like, that was great. I tried. I actually I didn't really intend tried. for you to plug all of Landon's stuff, but you, <laughs> you did a serviceable job, Steffers. Listen. He is part of the monorail fam, so he deserves his due. Oh, and 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 I just wanted to let everyone know, on behalf of Landon, you are all his favorite member of the monorail family. So true. Um, me. Oh yeah, me. Adventures with Steffers on Instagram and TikTok. Adventures with Steffers is a podcast that I'm going to attempt to revive in 2024. Yay! Stay tuned for that. Um, and uh, it's Steffers on Twitter x whatever the heck it's called and join our discord join the discord yeah we'd love to have you 
yeah it's fun we have uh interesting conversations all week long natalie usually asks a crazy off the wall question in the discord that people like to respond to and uh it's just fun hanging out with your friends and we don't just talk theme parks over there we talk all kinds of stuff and there's even a pet channel if you like people posting pictures of their pets that was a lot of peas all at once. Pee. Pee, 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 I managed it. All right. Well, I'll wrap it up. I'm Justin Monorail. If you want to follow me, Justin underscore Monorail on all of the things. But you can follow the Morning Monorail on Instagram, at Morning Monorail, on Twitter, at Morning Monorail. Join the Facebook group. Join the Discord. We love all Do of it. you. Have a great holiday. Have a happy new year. And we will see you in 2024. We Woo-hoo. love you all. Bye-bye.